Welcome to the Plymouth Meeting Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope the following message touches your hearts and minds. Hey there, thank you again for joining in and listening to the teaching ministries of Plymouth Meeting Church. What you're about to hear is a raw recording of our outdoor worship gathering on July 11th, 2021. Uh, So you'll hear some birds and some wind, uh, some extra noises in there. But uh, if you can get past that, I believe God has a great message for you today. Listen and be blessed. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and I have cheated, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times that amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The reading of Scripture. Okay, let's, I would like to start with Genesis chapter 3 uh, this morning. Uh, just briefly, it's the story of sin entering the world. Adam and Eve, uh, they decided what was, was right. Uh, they rebelled against God, and sin enters the world. There's so much to talk about, so much theology, so much to unpack with all of that. Uh, but getting to the point, Adam and Eve, uh, they, they notice something is different. The world is different. Reality is different. They're naked. They are ashamed. They are humiliated. Uh, they're, they're aware of their, of their nakedness. And they want to hide. And so they grab some fig trees, uh, some fig leaves. They sew them together. They're trying to make like a loincloth type of, type of scenario. Something going on with fig leaves. And uh, they hide in the garden. And as Tom said, you know, the Bible's filled with lots of information. There's a lot of narrative and a lot of interesting details in the Bible and the biblical story. Uh, The Bible isn't always a happy read either. The Bible is a raw book. It has some sharp edges. We have to grapple with this thing sometimes. There are moments that are heartbreaking in the Bible. Genesis chapter 3, verses 8, I think is one of the saddest verses in our Bibles. 
Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. Let me, let me read it to you here. Adam and Eve, they're, they're hiding. They're aware of their, of their sin nature now. And, oh my goodness, this Bible has a, a lot of introduction. Okay, here we go. Genesis chapter 3. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the, in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves in the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Isn't that just so sad? God was there. They heard the sound of God. God was there. God wanted to walk with them in the cool of the day. God wanted to hang out with his humans. But they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord they hid themselves in the trees. Verse 9. And the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? Where are you? Adam. Eve. My humans. My, my crown creation. My image bearers. Where, where are you? Where are you? And right here in Genesis chapter 3, we... We get this framework now of, of the sin nature, of our story. And we'll, it's, it's a foundational piece to kind of understand throughout the rest of the Bible. It's kind of like the game hide and seek, okay? Humans, we are the hiders, and God is the seeker. And kind of just getting that into your, your framework as you read the Bible, as you, as you work through the biblical narrative. How often humans, we're, we're the ones who are hiding. We make it hard on ourselves. We, we're the ones who push God away. We are the hiders. God is the seeker. Or to put it another way, we are the lost ones. God is the one who is searching for us. And we have Jesus. Jesus is the good shepherd. The good shepherd is out searching for his lost, seeking, wanting to save and rescue his lost kids, his lost sheep. And so today our story is a Jesus story. Uh, it's, it's a story about Jesus being the one who sees us, the one who seeks us out, the one who calls us by name, the one who wants to give us new life. That's who our Jesus is. And so we're, we're in Luke 19 this morning, verses 1 to 10, Luke 19, 1 to 10. Uh, again, this is a Jesus story. It's the story of Zacchaeus. So uh, let's let's pray, ask for a blessing on today's message, and we'll get right into it. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for this outdoor cathedral that we get to gather in this morning, God. Lord, uh, we ask that uh, we would uh, we would want to be found today by you. That. The armor that we put on, the walls that we put up, uh, the, um, the stiff arms that we do, trying to keep you out, God. I just pray that you would, uh, by your kindness, you would just call us in. That, that you would just be gentle and, and just, like, just like Dad waving us over to come sit and hang out. Take us in, Lord, today. Make your word come alive to us today. May we be in the story today. Help us to keep our eyes 
on your son. As a Christian church, we want to be like Christ. Help us to see what Christ is up to today in this story. Speak to us today, God. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Luke chapter 19. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. So Jesus is on the road. Jesus is a traveling minister and he was he was bouncing around for three years. He was he was a pretty busy guy. He was on the move. Jesus is ultimately on his way to Jerusalem and he's passing through this city called Jericho. And on his way through, uh, there's there's another story uh, within context uh, related to our story today. Jesus heals this blind man named Bartimaeus. Uh, he heals this blind beggar on the way into town. Jesus says to Bartimaeus, uh, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Bartimaeus is healed. He has sight. We're in the city of Jerusalem, which is northeast. Excuse me, we're in the city of Jericho, which is northeast of Jerusalem. And again, Jesus is passing through. Jericho is known as the city of Palms. And in history, there was a very famous battle that happened there. A very famous battle. The, the walls of Jericho, long, long time ago, were destroyed by faith with shots of of uh, shouting out to God, trumpet blasts, the walls came a tumbling down right there in, in Jericho. That's found in Joshua chapter 6. First, First Kings chapter 16 teaches us that a man named Kyle actually rebuilt the city at the expense of his firstborn. So Jericho is there, it's still there today. Uh, Jesus uh, is passing through Jericho. Uh, verse 2. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. So Luke is introducing us to this new character here. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. All right, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, he's a tax collector. And in this Jewish uh, time and culture, tax collectors were not liked. Because tax collectors were greedy, it was so easy for them to cheat and take more money than, than what was what was due, and they would just rob from everyone. Tax collectors. They were disliked, they were greedy, they were labeled as sinners, they were not welcomed into Israel's worship life, or at least uh, they weren't welcomed easily. Uh, they they were they were pushed out. And during this time, Roman Overlords, right, are running the country. And Rome would farm out their tax system. They would get the locals to, to be tax collectors. And, and, and we don't have time to explain it all, and I don't have any visual graphics, but you just kind of have to imagine this big tree, almost like a big family tree. Caesar's at the top, and, and there's all these different people who are making money and stealing from other people, publicans and and things like that, tax collectors. Well, in this tax collecting tree, Zacchaeus isn't at the bottom. He's somewhere in the middle because he is a chief tax collector. That means Zacchaeus is a boss. 
He's a supervisor. He has other tax collectors working for him. And so Zacchaeus, uh, just through context, we, we can assume that Zacchaeus is wealthy. In fact, we're told he's wealthy. He's wealthy because he steals from other people. He steals from other tax collectors who are working below him. And those tax collectors steal from people below them. In this system, money moves upwards. And Zacchaeus is super wealthy. Jericho is on a trade route. There's a highway there. And so there's lots of taxes to collect right there in Jericho. Verse 3. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So uh, Zacchaeus is seeking out Jesus. Somewhere along the way, he heard about Jesus coming through. Maybe he's heard the stories, uh, or or maybe not. Maybe it's just, oh, there's somebody famous coming through, or there's somebody with a little bit of attention, and and he wants to check it out. We're not really sure, but Zacchaeus is seeking out Jesus. There is a Jesus curiosity forming up in in, in Zacchaeus here. Again, maybe he heard the Jesus stories. Now, remember, we are the hiders. God is the seeker. But every once in a while, a hider kind of gets tired of hiding. A hider kind of wants to step out in the light, kind of poke around and, and kind of wants to be found a little bit. And that's what, what kind of happens here. There's a Jesus curiousness that starts to form. When hiders start to seek, they get curious about God, about church, about Jesus. They, they, they want to know what's, what's up. What, what does this group do on a Sunday morning? We have, we have some curiosity going. What, what, what are you about? What are your values? There, there's a curiousness developing. But here's, here's the problem. A, the crowd is in the way. Zacchaeus is being crowded out. He is curious, but the crowd is crowding out that curiosity. Zacchaeus is a short person. He's not too tall. Zacchaeus is a wee little man, as as we might know from from that song. Uh, Some of us, uh, maybe a lot of us know Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Right? That's right. We, we little man. We Z, we call him. Maybe that's his, uh, his rapper name. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Z. Z is we. We Z. But he's curious about Jesus. And, and the question is, okay, what is, going to, what is going to crowd out that curiosity? Is the crowd going to win in, in this story? Because in real life, when people get curious about Jesus, often, there, there, yes, there are other things that, that crowd out that curiosity. Whether it's other people, busyness, whatever, you know, there, there's a lot of distractions in this world that can easily just snatch that curiosity away. But verse 4 gives us a solution. So he ran on ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass 
that way. So, so the solution is like, okay, I can't see above these people, like you tall people, like, okay, there's a tree up ahead. He runs up ahead and he climbs tree. Now here's the thing. Grown men do not run in this culture. It's something about showing their ankles. All right. Grown men don't run and they don't climb trees either. All right, so Zacchaeus is, is willing to break out of the social norms. He really wants to see Jesus. And he's also, you know, remember, he's an outsider. He doesn't, like, fit in. They're, they're, the crowd's not going to be kind to him. They're not going to be like, oh, Zacchaeus, like, yeah, make sure you get up front here. You know, they don't like Zacchaeus. He's an outsider. He's, he's unwanted. No one's paying attention to him. No one's going to do him a favor. So he runs ahead He's mapping out the road. There's a sycamore tree, and he's going to climb that tree. Over in Jericho today, there is a really big sycamore tree. It's probably not the tree, but it's pretty cool. You can go over to Jericho today, and there's this big sycamore tree, and it's just kind of cool. Like, hey, this, this is what it would have looked like, what it would have felt like there in Jericho. Verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up to him and said, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So this is what's really cool. Jesus is passing by. And I hope you're looking at a tree just to give, give some sort of like image there. You know, Jesus, he's walking by, he sees a tree, he sees Zacchaeus there. Jesus sees him. The good shepherd sees his lost one. And he knows his name. Now, I don't know if this is a supernatural thing, like Jesus is playing the Jesus card here and kind of just knows things. Or, no, Jesus is, is well aware that that crooked little Zacchaeus, like, like Jesus knows, okay, the kid that has a beard up there in the tree, like, like that little guy with the beard, Zacchaeus, that's got to be Zacchaeus. Like Jesus knows his name. Jesus sees Zacchaeus, Jesus knows his name, and he calls him out. But notice the nature of Jesus' call. He says, hurry. Hurry down. Come quickly. Jesus is emphatic. When Jesus calls his lost ones, he is emphatic. And he says, I must stay at your house today. Jesus wants the unwanted and we can frame this up in evangelical language today. You know, Jesus says yes to you first. Before you say yes to Jesus, Jesus has already said yes to you. And it is necessary for you to say yes to him. Come stay in my heart, Jesus. Come stay at my house, Jesus. So, so Jesus sees, Jesus calls Zacchaeus has an opportunity to respond in verse 6. Let's check it out. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. Zacchaeus responds quickly. He welcomes Jesus with joy, full-blown joy. This is the best day ever. Forgive me, Jesus. I got to scurry down this tree. I am so happy, though. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he just dropped out of the tree. Like, like Zacchaeus is filled with joy. He's receiving Jesus with joy. 
Now, certainly before this, Zacchaeus wasn't living his best life. And you know, the, the, the Israel religious establishment during this time, they, they certainly didn't make it easy for, for Zacchaeus to be wanted, to, to, be, to, to have a chance to have conversation, to, to find repentance, to, to find the good life, because they pushed Zacchaeus out. Now, this passage, this past week, it had me thinking about the church. I think we can relate the, the church to this story. The church makes it hard on herself. Because, yes, we need to be careful. There's so much garbage in this world, and we want to keep it out. We want to protect our families, our children, right? Like, like we, we need to be just ready to go, to discern, and... and not everything in culture is good. We, we need to be willing to amputate things, like make sure it doesn't, it doesn't come in, doesn't bleed through. We need to be careful. Like this world is hard. This world is difficult. This world is filled with garbage. And the church knows that. And it, it's, it's this dance. It's this battle. Uh, but the church also has this history of like despising and rejecting people. And it's hard. It's hard. And what I'm trying to say is like, sometimes it's like the, the people who really need Jesus are the ones we, we push away. And, it, and it, it's just, it's a, it's, a, it's a really hard pickle and it's heartbreaking. The church can make it really hard for people to find Jesus. And I know it's, it's easy to critique the church. It's easy to pick on the church. That's like shooting fish in a barrel. Because the church is people. And it's hard. Doing church and, and reaching the world around us is, is hard. And I just want to tell you, um, if you've been hurt by the church, like I'm, I'm sorry. If, if I've legitimately let you down, I'm sorry. Pastors are people. Church is people. If Jesus has been misrepresented to you because of what some weird church did or said, or I, I'm sorry, it stinks. It really stinks sometimes when when church makes things hard, when we push people away. But in our story, there is an opportunity for Zacchaeus to respond. He welcomes Jesus with joy. He welcomes Jesus with joy. When you respond to Jesus, you get so much more than just saying yes to Jesus. Because, you know, Jesus wants to dwell with what dwell with us. Jesus wants to indwell with us. Colossians 1 teaches us that Jesus is our glorious wealth. Jesus is the hope of glory. Jesus in us. Responding and receiving Jesus means you're not just inviting him into your life. But he is inviting you into his life. And that is good news. It is a big story. Zacchaeus is invited into the life of Jesus Christ. Verse 7. And when they saw it, that's the crowd. When they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. The crowd is complaining. They're grumbling. A guest 
of a sinner. Jesus eating with Zacchaeus, like breaking bread with a sinner, a tax collector, that's like, those are like fighting words for the religious establishment. That's like saying, Jesus, you're basically saying you're a partner with them. And they didn't like that. They were complaining. How could Jesus go and hang out with this sinner? They're complaining. They're grumbling. And again, I think of the church because it's so easy to complain. It's so easy to complain. And I think there is a gap in the narrative um, as this is all as this is all playing out. Uh, Zacchaeus, he ends up repenting and he experiences life change. There's trans- transformation happening. And then Zacchaeus stands up. Zacchaeus stood and he said to the Lord, Behold, Jesus, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it for full. Zacchaeus is experiencing real Jesus, real life change, transformation. He is led into a state of generosity. The old nature was, was greedy. This new nature in Christ is motivated with generosity now. I'm going to sell half of my possessions. I don't know how wealthy he was, but can you imagine just going to the bank and, and telling, telling the teller half? Half. Drain it all. Halfway down, I'm giving it away. Can you imagine how much that would be? And then Zacchaeus is like, okay, if there's extortion, I'm going to pay that four times as much. Uh, There's actually a verse in the Old Testament. 20% is the norm. Zacchaeus is doing four times as much. When our hearts are changed by God, a natural response is to give. God is generous. God is generous with his grace. And when that generous grace hits us, we are filled with gratitude. And then that gratitude fills up and and that spills over into generosity. Zacchaeus is motivated to give. Matthew 10, 8 says, Freely you have received, now freely give. Let's just recap real quick before we get to the last few verses. After being found by Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus responds with joy and he's motivated with generosity. We can only imagine how miserable, how unhappy, and how greedy he was. How selfish he was. How hard-hearted he was. He just hated himself every single day. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And maybe he just hated himself. But he was stuck in that, that shame spiral. That guilt trip. Well, I'm a tax collector. I guess I'm just doing this. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he just hated that. We don't, we don't know. We can only imagine uh, what he was going through before he met Jesus. But he did meet Jesus. His life was changed. Joy and generosity is now flowing through this man. And let's also circle back to the crowd. 
the crowd complained. They missed out on what Jesus was up to. Because they wanted Jesus to be somebody who Jesus was not. The crowd missed Jesus. The complaining crowds missed out on what Jesus was doing. Now, church, when you're around complaining people, not even that, when you're around complaining Christians, are you going to join in with them? Or maybe, maybe Jesus is up to something and those complaints are crowding out what Jesus is up to. Now, certainly there's, there's room for sanctified complaints. The Bible's filled with them. Laments, uh, the Psalms, the prophets, they complained. They cried out to God. But church, prayerfully, be on the lookout for what Jesus is up to. Because he has good news to show you and share with you. And sometimes complaining completely gets in the way of that. And we miss out on what Jesus is up to. Jesus has a good word for us in our last two verses. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Zacchaeus was lost, but now he's found. A restored relationship. Jesus calls him a son of Abraham. Well, this is true naturally because Zacchaeus is Jewish. He's a Hebrew. He is by blood related to Abraham. But now it's there's a supernatural relationship going on. There's a spiritual relationship going on. He is a son of faith now. A son of Abraham. And as it turns out, being a tax collector does not cancel out his opportunity to receive Jesus receive life change and salvation. The vocation of collecting taxes, actually it turns out Jesus doesn't really care about that. If you're a tax collector, then be a Jesus tax collector. Circumscribe your vocation with love and joy and peace and generosity. Zacchaeus had a human right to the gospel. There was an opportunity. He met the real Jesus. and He cashed in through faith. And then Jesus reminds us of his mission. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Seek and save the lost. Why? Because we are the hiders. And Jesus is the seeker. The saver. It's a church, congregation. Jesus sees you. Jesus sees you. He calls you. He knows your name. What I love about the name Zacchaeus is that it actually means pure one. Jesus saw Zacchaeus. Jesus sees you. What's your response today? If you've never said yes to Jesus... Or if you need to like recommit that that yes to Jesus. You're like, you know what? I'm off the tracks right now. Jesus, I need you. We'd love to have a conversation with you. We'd love to pray with you, meet up with you. Please do not disappear this morning if, if you 
needs to talk, if you need prayer, we are here for you. Jesus sees you, Jesus calls you. What is your response today? Do you crave breakthrough? What's that thing in your life that you're like, man, I want that gone? What life change do you need today? What's holding you back? What's crowding you out? Maybe it is that negativity and complaints. Maybe you have some toxic people in your life and you got to say no. What walls in your life do you need Jesus to bring a tumbling down? Jesus is seeking you out. He wants to walk with you in the cool of the day. He craves that relationship with you. He loves you. He loves you. Let's pray. And Father God, Lord, would you bless this group today, this congregation? We thank you so much for the opportunity to gather. We ask for forgiveness when we have, we've been the stinkers. We've, we've been the crowd, our, our complaints or our opinions and preferences or our, our hard hearts, our, our hard heads just get in the way. We miss out on what you're doing, Jesus. God, as, as a church, may we keep our eyes on you. We want to see what you are doing in this community. Would you give us your, your, your spirit, uh, the, 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 the zeal to, to reach this community, to, to love on others, God. Equip this church to go out and, and to just keep loving on, on people and sharing good news with others, Lord. Father, there are many people just tangled up. Maybe, but, but maybe just a few knots away, that need, a few knots that need to be untangled in order for, for them to hear your good word. That, that, that you are seeking them out, that you are there, you are loving them, that you are saying yes to them. And that on the cross, you, you, you shouted out like a final yes. You're like, I did this for you. I died for you. It is finished. You died for the sins of the whole world. You've already said yes to us. People, people need to say yes back to you. As a church, we say yes to you, Jesus. We say yes to your mission. And Jesus, we say thank you so much for hanging out with a bunch of sinners. That you are a friend of sinners. Because we're like Zacchaeus. We're like Zacchaeus. May we receive you with joy today. We welcome you here, Jesus. We welcome you here, Lord Jesus. Be the king of our hearts today. We love you, God. Jesus, Holy Spirit. In your name we pray. Amen.